Welcome to the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and that is my co-host, my co-commish, my compadre, Matt. What's up, buddy? Co-migo, compadre. You know what compadre means in Espanol? Friend. Friend, but it's also like if you were going to have like a godparent, you call them your compadre, like your co-parent. It's like one of the highest honors you can bestow upon somebody is compadre, which is, you know, it's like, or compa. That's like what people call their godfathers or compa, godmothers, so. So thank you for calling me your compadre, Senor Cosentino. Shake and bake. All right, Matt. A couple of weeks ago, we recorded an episode, and you schooled me on a little Greek mythology. We went over Achilles, who we all know about, and then you went deep, deep into Bofides. <laughs> a few days ago, an unknown Twitter user named Bofides liked a few of your tweets. Yesterday, you learned the truth about Bofides. How has this devastating news impacted you? I'm not going to lie. It was a roller coaster of emotions. So obviously we talked about Achilles Hill. We talked about both of these, you know, groin injuries, both of these nuts. Solid, both of these joke. Got him. Very funny. <laughs> I didn't invent it. So I, it's out there in the ether that both of these nuts is a thing. It's probably not as well known as these, but it's out there. So a couple of days after we released that podcast, I got a little bit of interaction from account on Twitter called both of these. I was like, oh shit, there's a both of these already on Twitter. <laughs> Phenomenal. Let me tag them in this clip. They liked it. There's been a couple, like nothing crazy, but like a couple things back and forth. I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Some dude already, or somebody could be a girl is already on Twitter with both of these. And it's just a fun thing to bounce ideas off of. And then during the Monday night football game, during me talking shit about you having 69 different Twitter <laughs> handles, both of these likes 31 of my tweets or 31 of my Twitter interactions. And I'm like, no. And then reality started to set in. And I'm like, there's no way. Is Tony both of these? <laughs> no. He's already meaty clackers. He's already <laughs> at champions. He's already at 58 West King. He's already at ACOS. He's probably got a few others. He probably runs one for Kevin Durant. There's no way. He's also both of these. And then sure enough, I call you. And I'm like, are you both of these? And then you start laughing. <laughs> and then I start laughing because it's hilarious that you fucking, you uh, catfished me as the both of these Twitter account for a good two weeks. And I was just so excited that I was interacting with both of these. And it was both of your nuts, not both of somebody else's nuts. So you called me and you were in tears. God, it was it was hilarious. You brought me to tears. That was good. It was so funny. And it was so funny because I felt so stupid that it didn't click in my head before that, that there was a possibility that you were both of these. Like the whole time I was like a kid believing in Santa Claus. Spoiler alert that, uh, you know, that Santa was real. The both of these was real. Now, <laughs> dash to bits. It's the same feeling when I learned that Santa Claus wasn't real and that girls fake orgasm. So thank you for shattering my world. <laughs> yeah, you are in fact living in a simulation and I am the architect. But one other thing before we get started, we talked about length in one of our recent episodes and the importance of it. We hit on length and also stamina, two very important characteristics in the adult film industry. These characteristics are also important in fantasy football this season as we have extended our regular season to 14 games. We have three games down and 11 to go. Eight wins is probably going to get you in the playoffs. So while the margin for error has shrunk, if you got off to a 1-2 and two or 0-3 oh start, there's still some hope. In our league map, we have Brandon, a.k.a. the Meaty Clackers, who has started 0-3. Oh is there any hope for Brandon? I hope because I'm 1-2 and two, and then 0-3 oh and in two other leagues. I'm a combined 1-8 across my fantasy football leagues. It has been tough. Yeah, 
So I have all the faith in the world that the Mini Clackers will be able to turn around because I have that same faith that I will be able to turn it around. So shout out, Beisner. You could do it, buddy. You could do it. Put your back into it. <laughs> yeah, Brandon, he just has the worst luck in this league. He's coming off a championship in Taco Court, but has never had any success in 58 West King. The competition here is just clearly overwhelming. Between the Taco Court managers that we have in this league, they have a combined 86 and 109 record. Just not a good showing. We're just on a different level. Yeah, that's part of it. I'd probably bring that down even further now that I'm in Taco Court because I have a losing record in every league that I'm in. Those stats haven't caught up yet. These are pre-2021. Good, because next year they aren't going to get any better. (laughs) Spoiler alert. On tap for today, we have our weekly preview of NFL matchups. We've got our home league preview, and we'll top all of that off with another special guest. He's lacing up his Timberlands right now. Let's get into the week four preview, starting with the Jacksonville Jaguars going to the Cincinnati Bengals. This is the Thursday night football game, Matt. The Bengals are favored by seven and a half points, and the line is at 45 and a half. Who you got? I got the Bengals winning the game. I don't know if I have them covered seven points. I'm taking the under. This is this year's overall first pick versus last year's overall first pick. This is the Burrow versus Lawrence. This is I, I the Jacksonville Jaguars look to be a mess. Like they had that emotional two minutes last week <laughs> where they scored that 109 field goal mm-hmm. return back at the end of the season. You're like, oh, wow, they're putting it in. They just, no, no, <laughs> no. They got the doors blown off in the second half. So yeah, it's not looking good for Jacksonville. I'm taking the Bengals to win this and continue their, you know, impressive game so far. They just beat the Steelers. So why in the hell not? That uh, field goal attempt return for a touchdown is going to be the highlight of their 2021 campaign. Urban Meyer was still fired up. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, uh, this is Cincinnati for me. Jacksonville just isn't good. They're not ready. Urban Meyer reacted as if he just found out that there was a Bofides account on Twitter. And then in the second half, realized that Bofides was ran by Tony and it just fell to disarray and misery. Sorry, Urban. All right, next matchup, we have the Washington football team. They're going to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Falcons are favored by one point and the over-under is at 49. Who you got? I don't know. This is tough because the Ravens have come back down to earth in a big way. The Falcons beat the Giants. They also were frisky against Tampa Bay. They got blown out against the Eagles, who have done dog shit in two weeks. Who knows? We're three weeks in, and we don't know that much more than we did going into the season. I'm on a gut. I'm going to take the Falcons to win this. Yeah, the Giants gave the football team a hard time in week three, but Matt Ryan offers absolutely nothing on the ground. I'd like to see the Falcons get to two and two, but I like the football team in this one. I'm going the other way. I would have liked them a lot more with Fitzpatrick, but that Heineke kid can play. He's not afraid to throw it. Next matchup, we have the Houston Texans, the lowly Houston Texans without their quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. They're going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Bills are heavily favored at 17 and a half points over under a 48. I'm assuming you like the Bills. I do. Is Tyrod playing? I don't think so. If Tyrod's playing, I would take the points. I would take uh, Texans not to lose by 17 and a half points. Like maybe just mm-hmm. two touchdowns. But yeah, give me the Bills in this game, uh, especially if David Mills is in there. I don't. The only hope that the Texans have is that Tyrod's playing and then they can at least cover the 17 point spread. But they're not going to win the game. So. Give me the Bills. Yeah, Bills easy, but I'm not sure if I take three scores with or without uh, Tyrod on the other side. Tough to cover a spread like that in the NFL. And as we've seen so far in 2021, Houston is pretty scrappy. Next matchup, the Detroit Lions. They travel to Chicago to take on the Bears. The Bears are favored by three and a half points. Over under is at 44. Who are you going with? Who's starting for the Bears? We don't know. We, it we was don't Wednesday. Know. We don't know. Fields had a rough day. A rough day against the Browns. Give me the Lions to get their first win. They should have beat 
the Ravens, it still the way that game ended was just like you guys like man, I feel I really like Dan Campbell. I like the Lions, I like what they're doing. Uh, they play with a lot of heart, they play with a lot of determination. Yep. They're gonna give teams a tough time regardless of what the spread is or the talent level disparity is. They're gonna give teams a tough time. Because they're gonna be on the ball every single play. I'm gonna give that give me them to win this game. Chicago looks disjointed as shit. Give me the Lions to take this victory. I like that. That's bold. Week three, Fields didn't look good in his first NFL start. And I think some of that blame has to be shared by head coach Matt Nagy. As the head coach, you should be ensuring you're putting your guys in advantageous positions, positions that help set you up for success. And we just didn't see that last week against the Browns. I'm taking the Bears, but I don't feel good about it at all. And that last game, uh, last week, I thought Baltimore should have won by a lot more. They're about three or four uh, Marquise Brown drops away from blowing the Lions out of the water. So next matchup, we have the Carolina Panthers, the 3-0 Carolina Panthers going to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by four and a half points. We got a high over under at 50. Who are you taking? Give me the Carolina Panthers. Come back down to earth. They're going to get the loss here. Darnold's going to get his first loss in the Panther uniform. The Cowboys are just, I hate to say it, I absolutely cannot stand saying it, but Cowboys were frisky against Tampa Bay in that week one loss. They they had an impressive win in Los Angeles against the Chargers, and then they absolutely obliterated my Eagles on Monday. So the score, 21 points, is that's a garbage time touchdown and a fluky Dak Prescott fumble in his own end zone. Mm-hmm. We could not do shit. That defense is playing above expectations, like a, above, above expectations, two tiers above expectations. Yeah. And that offense is potent. And they can choose to do what they want to do. And, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough to watch. So we're giving the Cowboys to win this game. Yeah, speaking of expectations, I believe Carolina has exceeded them up to this point. I believe that comes to an end against Dallas. The Cowboys have been playing great on defense. You mentioned that. And Micah Parsons is looking more and more like a game record each week. A competent defense coupled with a high-scoring offense that can run or pass is trouble for most teams. And certainly, it's going to be trouble for a shorthanded Carolina Panthers team. Give me Dallas, and I also like them covering. Next matchup, we have the Colts going to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored by one and a half points. Over-under is at 43 and a half. What do you got? Uh, Colts are 0-3 to this point, correct? Correct. And the dogs here. Give me the Colts to win this. I think they're going to they, – they flashed a little bit, and they've had three tough matchups this open season. They, they have. They've played Seattle, the Rams, and the Titans. Three tough matchups against teams that going into the season we all expected to be in the playoffs or flirting with it. Yep. So they've had some tough matchups. They've had some injury, bad luck. Uh, Carson Wentz still gutsing it out. Thank God the Eagles' first-round pick next year is depending on him playing 7% snaps. Go, go Wentz! <laughs> Fuck your ankles, man. Don't even worry about it. Just go out there and play. Uh, but I have them winning this game. The Dolphins have struggled. Um, again, I, I think Jacoby Brissett's going to be under center this week. So I don't like that. Give me the Colts as dogs in Miami. Yeah, there's a Twitter account. Uh, it's like Wentz Snap Count. And if you want to stay up to date on where Wentz is at for the Eagles or on behalf of the Eagles, you can go ahead and check that out. I'll, I'll occasionally share... Uh, where we're at. I thought that that was pretty funny. A shameless plug for one of your other accounts that you're sprinkling in. (laughs) There's a possibility. The Twitter's not even real. You just invited me to this like fake account, this (laughs) fake universe where you control all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That account is not mine. I have not put in the work, but it is a good follow. Check it out. For this matchup, Indy is 0-3, but I, I don't see how Miami is favored, especially with Jacoby Brissett. Indy was one, maybe two rolled ankles away from beating the now 3-0 Rams. They've lost to three good teams, as you've mentioned, Seattle, LA, and then the Titans in Tennessee. Indy has to win this game, otherwise they're starting 0-5 because they get Baltimore in Baltimore uh, week five. Next matchup, we have the Browns. They're traveling to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, and they're road favorites by a point. The over-unders at 52 and a half. What do you got? 
This is interesting because Captain Kirk has been like Loki on fire so far. Lights out. <laughs> Through yeah. three games, like he's lighting it up. Um, he's airing it out. He's having a good season. Thielen's having a good year. I mean, the passing game, which I thought there'd be regression, is is not shown any signs of slowing down. No. Uh, that being said, the Browns are real deal legit. I know there's some concerns with their offense, but they figure it out. They figure out a way to get production. They figure out a way to convert on three downs, whether it's passing to Donovan Peoples-Jones or getting Felton some explosive play out of the backfield. They find a way to convert, and their defense is real deal. Did you see that clip of Miles Garrett? Like the, I saw somebody tweeted it, and then it's basically, it looks like a glitched matrix where he's just like side shifts the shit out of an offensive lineman. Did yeah. you see that play? It's like a Dragon Ball Z like move. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Cool. Uh, so they're, I, I'm, give me the Browns. I don't feel great about it, but I, I do like where they're at so far as a team. So, two things that aren't talked about enough uh, going into this matchup Kevin Stefanski's incredible jawline and the revenge narrative here for him. I like Cleveland, and I'd also tease that up. It's at negative one. I'd probably go to negative two and a half. Uh, give him at least a field goal here. Uh, next matchup, New York Giants are going to New Orleans, I think, if the Superdome isn't on fire. We'll have to double-check that. The Saints are favored by 8.5 points, and we're at 43.5 for the line. What do you got? Uh, I, I had the Saints winning this game. Giants are struggling, <laughs> and, and there's no signs of them to stop struggling. <laughs> I don't know about that. the points, though. I don't, I don't feel great about that. There's a lot of question marks about that stadium and a lot of things going on. But give the Saints to win. Um, they rolled last week against the Patriots, as I thought they would, and there's no reason they shouldn't continue to roll against the Giants. Yeah, New Orleans is back on track, and I like them at home, but I probably won't touch the spread. As you mentioned, not sure about that one. They played good defense against the Patriots and gave the ball to Kamara 27 times, so seems like a pretty decent recipe for success. Also with the Giants, I believe Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton have hamstring injuries, so those guys are going in to New Orleans shorthanded. Next matchup, we have the Titans. They're going to New York to take on the lowly Jets. The Titans are seven and a half point favorites on the road. Over-unders at 46. Titans and a cover. There's nothing from the Jets that I, it is, it is bad. I, I feel bad for, for Mr. Zach Wilson. Um, I feel even happier that, yeah. you know, things before the season were that the Eagles only liked Lawrence and Wilson and were thinking about trading up. But once the Niners did it, they stopped. I was like, oh my God. Thank <laughs> God they didn't do that. <laughs> Not that there's any prospects next year they're we're going to be able to draft, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, give me the give me the Titans. They they seem to be back on track with offense. There are some questions with AJ Brown and Julio Jones' health. That's a concern. We kind of knew that going into the season that would be a concern. Derrick Henry still looks to be Derrick Henry. So until he stops being him against that team, yeah, give me that all day. I'll take those points. Yeah, the Titans are going to win their third straight here. Not just because the Jets have scored twenty points so far through three weeks but primarily because the Jets have scored 20 points so far through three weeks. They've also got a negative five turnover ratio, which is crushing, just crushing for a bad team. I've also got the Titans covering in here. Next matchup, Kansas City. They go to Philadelphia to take on your Eagles. The Chiefs are five and a half point favorites, over-unders at 55. Are you taking your team? You taking the Eagles? Are they flying? I'm taking the Chiefs to cover, and I would tease that up. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of worlds where the Eagles are within five and a half points of the Chiefs after that game's done. We played good defense against the Falcons. We played good defense against the Niners. We did not play good defense against Dak in that offense. And the Kansas City Chiefs offense resembles more of the Cowboys offense. Hmm. Good quarterback, dangerous weapons. And who and you know who lit it up the most in that passing game? It wasn't CeeDee Lamb. It was Dalton Schultz. Yeah. I hear that the Kansas City has a pretty good tight end that does a pretty good job of seam routes, which we can't cover. So, yeah, uh, Eagles are really going to struggle, and this is not good for me, and this is bad. But Chiefs and the cover. Yeah, the Chiefs ran into Brandon Staley's defense and a very competent offense in week three. 
in week four, they won't have to worry about either of those things. Sorry, Matt. I have the Chiefs getting right on the road and covering. No need to be sorry. <laughs> Next matchup, the Cardinals are going to L.A. to take on the Rams. The Rams are six-point home favorites. The line's at 53-and-a-half. Who do you like in this one? Well, I liked the Rams last week when you didn't to beat the Bucks. I don't know if you remember that. You picked the Bucks to beat your own team, and that didn't happen. The Bucks lost. It's called hedging, all right? No, don't hedge. Don't, don't hide behind bushes, sir. <laughs> Step out here and, <laughs> and guess like a man. What's the line? It's in L.A., correct? The Rams are favored by s- and they're favored by six. Correct. Rams uh, and a cover. Cardinals have had some good games, had some shootouts, but they when they played some some stronger um, defensive teams have kind of struggled. Kyler kind of gets confused a little bit with some of that coverage games, and I don't think that's going to change this week against the Rams and Ramsey. Yeah, McVeigh has had Cliff Kling. Goddamn, I can never say his name. Cliff Klingsbury. That's what I call my toilet paper dickleberries. What's up, Cliff Klingsbury? How you doing? <laughs> Uh, McVay has had Cliff Kingsbury's number in the past uh, with Jared Goff and with what we've seen so far from Matthew Stafford in that offense. There's no reason to believe that changes. Give me the Rams at home covering, and I like the over. I think this is going to be a shootout. Next matchup, Seattle. They're going to San Francisco to take on the Niners. San Francisco is three and a half point home favorites, and this over-under is at 49. Who are you taking for this one? Uh, Seahawks. Ooh, ooh, spicy. Ben Road Dogs. That's how, you, that's how you lose money. Um, <laughs> no, but I uh, they lost last week against the Vikings. I thought they would win that game. That game was a shootout. It was a tight game. Again, though, I think the Seahawks are built for shootouts. I don't think the Niners are quite built for that. I think they're built for more of a slow grind and pound kind of game. So I, I think this game script could go in the favor of the Seahawks. And I'm just I'm taking Russ over Jimmy G. I, I just they're so evenly matched. I know the defense the Niners is better than that of the Seahawks, but. I don't know that you have to have a world-class defense to shut down Jimmy G. I, that offensive scheme is good, but I, I, I don't know that you need <laughs> need to be world-class. And I think offensively, the Seahawks can really do some good things. So I have the Seahawks winning on the road. Yeah, the 49ers are about 30 seconds away from being 3-0. and They damn near had Green Bay. Seattle, on the other hand, is 1-2 and in having trouble keeping their offense on the field, ranking dead last in time of possession, a full minute behind the Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams. Additionally, Seattle can't seem to make any adjustments in the second half of game so far in 2021. I looked this up, and they haven't scored in the third quarter yet and have only two touchdowns in the second half through three weeks. So it makes sense that the 49ers are favored, and that's where I'd put my money. So we're on we're on opposite ends of this one. I like it. tough part is I have four overs in the NFC West, and I'm going to need the Seahawks to stop losing if that's going to not <laughs> turn out poorly for me. I don't like that one for you. Uh, next matchup, Baltimore. They're going to Denver to take on the Broncos at mile high. Denver surprisingly are favored here by one and a half points. The over-unders at 45. Who you got? Classic, uh, read the narrative. Broncos are 3-0. and Ravens are 2-1. and Could have been and really a miraculous field goal away from being 1-2. and mm-hmm. Give me the Ravens to win this game. The The Broncos have beaten three teams that are a combined record of 0-9. So they haven't beaten any teams that have won any games this year. They've looked good, <laughs> and as they should. They've played the dog shit of the NFL. They go against a real opponent, and at some point you got to think Hollywood Brown's going to catch a touchdown pass, right? Man, I he's got the yips. He, it's like maybe him and Jamar Chase shook hands somewhere in the ether out in the world before a week and just transferred the yips. I don't know. I don't know what to say, but um, yeah, Lamar's a gamer, man. He, I was watching that Lions game, and yeah, they struggled the Lions, but like you said, there were a couple drop passes away from being up 30 points, so... <laughs> give, give me the Ravens to win. 
Yeah, both of these teams have allowed fewer than 100 uh, yards rushing per game, and both teams rank inside the top 11 in terms of time of possession. Denver is 3-0, but as you've mentioned, they've played the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets, combined 0-9. They haven't been tested yet, and I think Lamar and the Ravens will offer a great test for this team, and I'm actually taking the underdogs as well at plus one and a half points. So let's go, Baltimore. Uh, Next matchup, Pittsburgh. They go to Lambeau Field to take on the Packers. Green Bay is favored by seven. Over-under is at 48. What do you got? Packers and the cover. Steelers are in trouble. As a Najee Harris owner, I loved it. I mean, he had, what, 14 receptions in like like one quarter, it seemed like. That's 19 targets total. Big Ben cannot. Did you see that play where he like he fell while trying to do a shot? Over over nothing. <laughs> he tripped over the, the hash mark. Uh it's yeah, it's not looking good for the Steelers. That offense looks anemic to say the least. Najee Harris looks like a beast, but he can't get even to the line of scrimmage without having somebody's arm on him, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And that's what we thought would happen when you draft a running back in the first round and not offensive lineman. But mm-hmm. that's uh neither here nor there. The real problem though is Ben's lack of athleticism and his inability to stretch plays out because that offensive line isn't giving him the time to make the kind of plays that they are used to making. So what are yeah. they stuck doing? Fourth and seventy-five, and Najee Harris gets a three-yard <laughs> checkdown that he breaks for nine yards. Good for Najee Harris hunters in fantasy, bad for Steelers football. So give me the Packers to cover. And yeah, I don't see a word where they don't. Yeah, the Steelers look god awful in week three. I don't know how else to put it. Uh Green Bay's back to playing the type of Packers football we're accustomed to, so I'll also be taking Green Bay at home covering. Next matchup, this is the Sunday night game. Tampa Bay, they're going to New England. The Bucks are favored by just five and a half points. I feel like that should be higher. Uh, the line's at 49. What do you got? This is going to be controversial. We are not going to agree on this. I'm assuming you're taking the Bucks. I am. Take the Bucks. Yeah, so am I. There's no <laughs> – Tom Brady coming off a loss. He's got that look on his face like, man, I can't wait to take this out on somebody. Perfect person to take it out on is Mac Jones and the Patriots. Mac Jones has struggled to get his feet underneath them. It, it's to be expected from a rookie quarterback. That defense is playing well, but Tom Brady knows that defense a little bit better than possibly even that defense knows itself. So yeah, <laughs> give me the give me Brady and team to cover easily. I like that. Everyone in that building will be rooting for Tom Brady and Gronk. Hell, I'll probably be rooting for the GOAT. And he's going to break the passing record, right? But I've got the Bucks, and I'm taking the points because I see a route coming. Absolute route. I'm surprised it's at five and a half. Uh, our last matchup, the Monday night game, the Las Vegas Raiders. They go to Los Angeles. They get a home game in L.A. to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by five and a half points. The line here is at 53. Who are you taking? The three no Raiders. Oh, okay. Uh, so I've watched more Raiders football this year than I think I have in the last 10 seasons. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's partly because I've been watching Red Zone more than anything else. and They've been putting up points, yeah. and that's a big part of it. But Carr looks good. The offensive line is doing okay. Henry Ruggs is catching passes. Brian Edwards looks somewhat competent. Hunter Red, like they, they have a decent set of weapons, especially because Darren Waller is, is a monster. He's like a target monster, mm-hmm. and he catches anything that's within two feet of him. The running backs, a little Peyton Barber showed up. I mean, they, they can get it done on the ground. Gruden's been doing good play calling, and that defense has been playing well above expectation, just like the Cowboys defense has been And that's the kind of team I can see them giving the Chargers a tough time. I can't believe that the Chargers are favored going against the Raiders. I do think the Raiders are a real deal. They have been so far. Uh, give me the Raiders to win. All right. Uh, the Chargers like to sit back and give up those short passes or short runs, and they rank dead last in the NFL, giving up 170 yards rushing per game. I was surprised to see that one. So no doubt Gruden knows this, and he's going to give the Chargers all the Josh Jacobs, Peyton Barber, and Kenyon Drake they can handle. Will it be enough? Probably not, but I'll take them to cover. I'll take the Raiders to cover. 
All right, that does it for our week four NFL preview. Before we do our home league matchups preview, let's hear from our special guest. Albert, long time no talk, man. We were able to carve out some time and meet up here at a local cantina. How's it going? Doing all right. Just uh, taking it day by day, hoping a uh, better fantasy uh, output for my guys, even though, you know, I feel like I drafted well. But All right, all right. How's your family doing? They're doing all right. Uh, my wife's recovering from um, surgery she had a week and a half ago. She uh, had her abdominal wall put back together, and then she had like a little mommy makeover uh, thing. She's doing all right. My daughter started preschool, so I've got three kids in school now. It's an adventure. You know, very busy all the time. So just being able to have, like, these little moments in between kind of, like, you know, give me a break from all that stuff. So Yeah, I see the beard there, Mr. Rivera. Yeah, you know, it's coming in okay. I, I got to let go of it in a few days for my reserve weekend. So, you know, got to get the, the military benefits still. So. Definitely understand that. So... You're our rainy champ, and we bought a new trophy this offseason. My question yep. for you is, how many times have you thrown it from your boat to another boat packed full of your fans? I have done that just once. And <laughs> thankfully, like, I did have a moment with my with my wife. So it was like a couple weeks ago. We busted out the kiddie pool for the kids. Um, it didn't really, we weren't outside long, but I had the, the trophy out, mm-hmm. uh, but I was just like, She's a big Patriots fan, Tom Brady fan. And so I was like, hey, we could probably like recreate this moment right now. <laughs> like, we, you know, get in the kiddie pool. We'll put one of their toy boats in there and yeah. you can pretend that you're on the boat and I'll just lob it to you. And she was just like dismissing any any fun <laughs> thoughts that I had and ideas that I had. And yeah, but that, that opportunity, you know, did come up once, but it got shot down. If, if you guys are able to create that moment, please get it on video. Take a picture. Something <laughs> along right. those lines. Where do you have it displayed? Right now, it's currently on my dresser. Like I put my uh, my laptop right next to it when I'm not using it. And so I just like, as a reminder when I wake up in the morning that, yeah, I'm the champion <laughs> right there. And uh, I, I'd like it to keep stay there <laughs> for as long as I keep it. So it's just, it's you know, it's a little obnoxious. But it's like really like the only thing that I like. I have like out for display besides having yeah. photos and stuff. So it's like one of the few things that I mean I enjoy doing, and I'm you know like fine, you know even though a lot of luck. I mean proud of yeah. having a trophy of some sort. <laughs> luck may play a part in it, but you've had a lot of success as of late, Albert. You're 20 and six in the last two seasons, so very impressive. I feel like it's safe to discuss pre-draft strategy for the 2021 season. Did you have any specific strategy going into our draft this year? So I always feel like there was like a surplus of wide receiver talent out there. Um, so I really wanted to kind of just hone in on running backs because I knew there was going to be a lot of guys a lot later yep. in the draft where I could pack in potential wide receiver ones and twos and yep. kind of like get those guys in there. So like it was kind of just trying to like get the stud running backs first. I mean, that's usually like the MO, but it's just, you know, with the, with the league being so geared towards passing these days, I feel like, you know, the, the workhorse back who could play all three downs, who can really like take over and produce for like, you know, a fantasy team. Yeah. Um, those are becoming like few and far between as the years go on. So I feel like just trying to like 
you know, as much as I can, like focus on that. I mean, yeah. I, I got a lot of other folks who are like just in, tuned into the league and geared up. And so, you know, you can't predict injuries and stuff like that. So I feel like the last stretch that you mentioned, the last two years, I, I've gotten lucky in that regard. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey going down, uh, Dalvin Cook was out last week, you know, just like little things like that. Saquon wasn't starting the year, you know, you're like, do I burn a first rounder on him? Mm -hmm. You know, like those things are so tough. I've just been fortunate enough to have a little bit of luck, but it's just mostly focus on running backs and uh, get the wide receivers later. Try to get like a premium tight end wherever you can. Yeah. But it's just like the roster construction has been mostly like, you know, if you got like two running back slots and three wide receiver or two wide receiver and a flex, you know, just like I, I imagine a wide receiver in the flex is just like the potential for a wide receiver to blow mm -hmm. up more than like a third running back, you know, in the draft just so much greater at least the way i've seen it and you know that's kind of like what i've just tried to like do and quarterbacks i'm not really like one way or another i mean i feel like you know with the way the league is there's like 20 25 guys we're going to produce yeah kirk cousins a dude who you know in some leagues goes undrafted he's been a top 12 quarterback three straight weeks to start the season so right if you drafted dk metcalf or tyler lockett you're probably feeling very happy about a wide receiver <laughs> one out of the same team you know, just like uh, Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen, you know, those guys also studs. And you're just yeah. like, you know, I could have drafted any of those guys. But if, you know, you draft Daphne Cook and what, uh, Madison? <laughs> yeah, Alexander Madison. Do you listen to any podcasts or watch any of the fantasy shows? Not as often as I would like to. I can catch one maybe like a month and it, it's never like the, like a complete podcast. You know, before I, I would like tuning in on, you know, our group. And then what's out there, because fantasy football is just so prevalent in, like, the football community. Yep. And, you know, I like to hear about, you know, before Waller blew up for, like, the Raiders, you know, things like that. Like, stories that are, you know, ahead of time. Like, hey, you got to look out for this guy. Mahomes' rookie year, everyone's talking him up. Like, he's going to be some guy. Alex Smith was having, like, an MVP season that year. He was. Uh, 2017. And you're like, Mahomes is going to be that guy. So when they just traded him off, I was like, damn, Mahomes really got to be something. And then he throws a 50-touchdown season, yeah. you know, the next year. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> you know, some of that some of that information is just like, it, you know, it's out there. Someone has, you know, picked up on it. And you're like, hmm. You get the cogs going and you're like, all right, maybe I need to pay attention here. What's going on there? Like, what's... What do all these things that factor into it look like? You know, like Steelers and the Giants with terrible offensive lines. And then you're like, all right, Saquon Barkley and Najee Harris, they're going to have a hard time. They're getting by based on just like their talent alone. But if, you know, these days, more often than not, they're going to be like, all right, Ben Roethlisberger is a skeleton and Daniel Jones is like, you know, he's got to get the ball out quick or yeah. the turnover. Those things are just like out there on these podcasts and out there on these streams. And I'm just like, I love it. I love absorbing all of that information yeah. where I can and when I can. It's just the family life loves to, it loves to get in the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So he's not telling us, guys. Albert, keep your secrets, all right? Keep you, don't tell us who you listen to. That's fine. Uh, it took me 10 years to get these secrets. <laughs> Are you on Twitter? Do you uh, do the social media at all? I do have a Twitter. I don't really use it. Um, I just use it to have an account so I can <laughs> follow, like, a number of media heads who are, like, tuned, like you know, Schefter, you know, some of the talking heads who are... Uh, like so, the signings and all the the, the ancillary things that are going on in game, yeah. like don't come up most of the time. It could be like, oh shit, that's what really happened, or 
stuff like that. All right, Albert, before I let you go, is there anything you'd like to say to the league, any trash talk? I don't have anything for the league right now as far as trash talk is, but if we do another one of these, when we get closer to playoff time, I'll be ready for more trash talk if I'm going to be in the playoffs. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, Albert, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for taking some time to sit down with me today. Best of luck to you in our league, and I'll talk Absolutely. to you soon. We'll get you back on here, man. All right, sounds good, man. Take it easy. Thanks. I appreciate it. And we are back. It was nice to get a chance to catch up with Albert and get a look behind the scenes as far as his strategy for this season. Next up, we have our home league matchup preview. Let's get it started with taking on the meaty clackers. These guys are two and two lifetime. Who do you like? To win this one, he's favored by 11 points, just under 11. Nope, just over 11 points. And the meaty clackers have struggled thus far to to get anything going. I think, unfortunately for Brandon and team, they start 0-4. Brandon has Dalvin Cook. I think he might miss. Either way, he's not going to be 100%. And the Vikings have Alexander, Madison. They could lean on a little bit more as well. He also has Juju, who I think is dealing with something. So even if he goes, he's also not going to be 100%. So Brandon's going into this matchup hobbled. I'm taking Smoothie as well. Next matchup, we have... Boner Jams 03. Versus Inglorious Baz Turds. Jason leads this series nine games to six matt who do you like yahoo likes me i would say that i like me but i've liked my team through three weeks and i've only won one of those games so i don't know i I do like some of the matchups i have i've got Tannehill going up against the jets that should be nice i've got lockett going up against san francisco i think he'll have a big night i have kamara going up against the giants also good we'll see what happens with julio but i'm gonna take me i'm gonna take me hesitantly okay i think i'm leaning your way as well Jason has Javante Williams, who has a decent floor, but his ceiling's not high. Kyle Pitts, low floor, ceiling's not high yet. Corey Davis with the Jets, that offense is just not working right now. So again, low floor, low ceiling. And then Calvin Ridley, maybe the floor is okay, but that ceiling's not as high as we thought it was. Maybe the Falcons just aren't there yet with Arthur Smith, but I think the floor is just too low for a lot of Jason's guys. So I got Boner Jams 03 taking this matchup. Next up, we have Dak, 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 Dak it up, taking on his bitter rival, the Vinegar Strokes. Josh is four and six lifetime against Nate. Seems like grass is a little bit of a threat to your lawnmower, Josh. Who do you like in this matchup? <laughs> um, so I'm looking at this. Dak's favored by 18 points, almost 20 points. Hefty margin. Hefty margin. There's a lot of things. I think that are going against the Vineyard Strokes from a projection standpoint. I think that they think Baltimore is going to struggle with Denver, and I don't see that happening. So I do see some some points there. It'll be interesting to see if Cook plays because that'll factor in Madison is a strong flex option for the Vinegar Strokes. I but I I'm going to take I'm going to take Dak back it up. Cooper going up against Carolina. I like that. I like Stafford going up against Arizona. Should be a good game. Devontae Adams against Pittsburgh. I I like a lot of the again that zero RB strategy has worked out thus far for Josh. Yeah, I think Nate is going with a boomer bust lineup here. On Josh's side, he's got a couple low floor guys. Gasecki has no floor whatsoever. I think Damian Harris going against the Bucks in that front, that's not going to work out very well. He's not on the field for passing down situations, and I think New England's going to be passing a lot. And then Miles Sanders, they ran the ball two times. That was insane to watch. I think you can kind of throw that game script out the window. Maybe not. They're playing the Chiefs. It'll probably be similar. Um, but I think he'll be a lot more involved in the passing game this week. He's going to have to be. Yeah. So I actually expect him to have a big game if it does get into a shootout mode. The Eagles are going to have to throw little screen passes and hope it breaks them. I just can't trust it. I think last week just kind of lowered the floor for me on Miles Sanders just a little bit. And over on Nate's side, he has Lamar Jackson. That rushing floor is going to outscore Matthew Stafford in this matchup if you're looking position to position. And then he has Jamar Chase. Seven Nation Army. 
I believe T. Higgins is banged up. I'm not sure if he's playing. So I think the ceiling is raised just a little bit uh, for Jamar Chase, and he's been money so far this year. C.D. Lamb had a down week uh, last week, but I think Dak was targeting the tight ends. We saw Dalton Schultz punch two in, I believe, and then Cedric Wilson got one. So lots of room to grow for C.D. Lamb. He's got Mike Davis. He's got Chuba Hubbard, Darren Waller. So You talked me into it, son of a bitch. Go vinegar <laughs> strokes. Yeah, I, I see Josh favored by 18 points, but I like Nate's team a lot. I think some of those... Uh, projections might be adjusted as we get closer to Sunday. Yeah, I'm with you. Suck it, Josh. All right, next matchup, just here, no fine, is taking on his rival, Otter Job. So Albert is 7-4 and four against Allen Lifetime. Who do you have in this matchup? Ooh, it's a tight matchup. 115 to 110 projections in favor of just here, no fine. Uh... I was going to say that oh, he's got Allen, but Allen's already projected to have 25 points. I don't know if he's going to go. I mean, I know he dropped a 40 burger last week, but I don't know about Robbie Anderson. Sack Moss is tough for me. Yeah, I'm taking just here. No, fine. I like Godwin. I like Harris, especially if they're down. Harris proves to when they're down to be in better game script to get a lot of those short catches. So Yeah, Albert has his guy, Sterling Shepard. Not sure if he's playing. Even if he is, he has the hamstring. Allen has big Mike Williams. He's got Najee Harris. Going to get a ton of checkdowns. Zach Moss is, I believe, the running back to own in Buffalo. He gets all the goal line work. Love Chris Godwin. Love Josh Allen against Houston. Yeah, I think I'm taking Allen in this one to go to three and one. Second to last matchup, Peeping Tomlinson is taking on the Tinker Stinkers. These guys are two and two lifetime. Who you got? Uh, I got Tinker Stinkers to win this. I like Russ. I think he's going to have a good week. I, got, I like Hopkins to have a bounce back, get a, little bit, get a little bit more healthy in a healthy column. Cooper Cup. As much as I want him to stop producing and for Robert Woods to start doing something, again, doesn't look like it's going to happen. Cooper Cup is going to continue to roll. Uh, Carson had a good week. I can see him doing more. Cordell Patterson, we'll see. I'm not going to go through his whole lineup, but he also has Travis Kelsey and Adam Thielen. Oh, yeah. So, yep. yep, I like the Tinker Stinkers lineup. I think he's going to have a good week this week. Yeah, no need to go over Julian's lineup here. I think this is going to be a one-sided affair. Wayne went zero RB, and the year he won this league, he went zero RB. He put together a squad. The only running back he has is Chris Carson. He's starting Corderell Patterson this week. So he took the tight end early. I don't know if he went zero RB. He went anchor running back. Anchor. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And in our main event, we have the banana stand. That's my team. I'm taking on the gin and tonics. I am six and one all time against Trey. Who are you taking this match at? I mean, your favor by just under nine yeah. points. So... Let's break this down to the main event. So we have Herbert versus Hertz. Given the edge to Herbert, Hertz struggled last week, and there's a ether that he's being figured out by defenses. Moore versus McLaurin. Like McLaurin, you got the edge there. Robert Woods versus A.J. Brown. I like A.J. Brown over Robert Woods. Robert Woods has, has not shown up yet, unfortunately for me, having him in all my other leagues, except for this one. Austin Eckler I like over Kareem Hunt. I like Antonio Gibson over Clyde Desbert Hilaire. That's in your favor. I like Mark Andrews more than I like Higby. I like Boyd over Sutton. I like Ezekiel Elliott over Jacoby Myers. And I like the Washington defense over the Dallas defense. This is tight, but I think I'm going to have to lean towards the banana stand to win this. There's always money in the banana stand. No touching. No touching. Yeah, I'm improving a 7-1 lifetime against Trey. A.J. Brown has the hamstring, so I don't even know if he's playing this week. They don't need to rush him back. They're playing the Jets, right? So even if he's on the field, he's not going to get a full slate of snaps. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for you. Matt, you have any final thoughts? Let's hope week four was better than week three. I'm going to keep saying that, and eventually <laughs> it'll be true. So. <laughs> speak it into existence. All right, guys, good luck this weekend, and we'll see you on the other side of week four. Adios, amigos, compadres. Peace.